My name is Jessica Owen and I'm part of the team here at WTIN and this is the WTIN podcast. Join me, my colleagues and our guests every month as we talk about new and interesting innovations from across the textile and apparel industry. Whether it's talking to sustainable startups, quizzing experts on the latest research and development or chatting to companies about their most recent products, you can rest assured that the WTIN podcast will connect you with everything you need to know. For the first episode of 2022, my colleague Victoria Nickerson is joined by Mylon Hussein, a graduate research assistant at North Carolina State University. They chat about what progress has been made in flexible electrodes for wearable textiles and the remaining challenges in terms of developing and commercialising these technologies. Thank you for joining me, Milan. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for the opportunity. No worries. So I guess before we sort of get stuck into the research, could you tell me a little bit of background about the project? Sort of what flexible electrodes are and why they're important for smart textiles? All right. So the project is like developing a comfortable, not only flexible, but also comfortable electrode, which is most of the time in with the skin contact. So a particular focus on textile due to their excellent skin friendliness. Uh, that's why we tried to deep dive in finding the progress in this area and uh, like uh, exp- uh, mapping the progress in different kind of materials and their different structure used to develop the progress uh, in flexible electrode. So, you know, like there are a lot of wearable electronics out there. Most of them are like a, a electronic device, but there are huge progress in developing a highly flexible and bendable and stressable electrodes using textile materials. And especially in the last two decades, uh, this flexible electrodes are striving uh, for skin mounting and like some kind of tattoo based electronics. So with this thing, uh, different kind of research is being carried out, like there are different fabrication methods emerged over the time. So we just tried to summarize all the work is going on uh, in different parts of the world and see like what are the progress and how the technology is moving forward. So I guess what what factors sort of influence the electrical behavior of flexible electrodes? When we uh, talk about the flexible electrode, uh, there are different kind of materials, especially for flexibility. Like there are some thin film and plastic, uh, beside textile materials. But you know, like the thin film or plastic, it's uh, most of the time they are not breathable. Like when they are in on the skin for a long time, then it blocks the sweat and causes discomfort. That's why uh, textile are more advantageous uh, in this regard. So textiles are heterogeneous and uh, very rough. So it's difficult to impart uh, different kind of electrical functionality because the, especially the uh, textile materials are not electrically conductive. They are insulator. So different kind of electrolytic polymers. Uh, or different match, uh, metal nanoparticle are 
used to impair the electrical functionality to make it electrically conductive. So the variation in the textile surface chemistry, like uh, uh, the origin of the fiber, like whether it is coming from an animal or coming from plant, uh, dictates the dictates their electrical conductivity and their addition with the electrolytic polymer. So you need to consider number of parameters to obtain a better electrical behavior. And some key factors are that the thickness of conductive layers, uh, the amount of Mat conductive materials are being used and the textile geometry like which kind of structure are used as substrate materials and as i mentioned like the type of textile materials whether it's coming from natural source or it's a synthetic materials like the polyester and cotton they have different uh, uh, adhesion with different kinds of materials and the nature of uh, electrolytic materials being deposited on the textile surfaces. So these are uh, most of the time interrelated and they need to be optimized for better electrical conductivity and durability. At the same time, this conductive textile structure are required to withstand mechanical stresses during manufacturing and during the uses because the uh, materials are developed it goes through different kind of um, handling process and create some uh, mechanical stresses and it should be like strong enough to withstand this kind of uh, forces there is another uh, crucial requirement like their sustainability in different environment like a lot of focus was uh, on developing a highly conductive electro electrode materials but with time it was found that if the materials is not sustainable in different environment for example during washing then it's problematic because when we are saying a textile based electrode we expect that to be used as a regular materials and if that's not the case then it's really hard it's difficult for this technology to commercialize and uh, being used um, extensively. Yeah, I mean, in that you sort of touched on um, different textile structures. Are there some that are better for use for flexible electrodes? Yes, like uh, two common structures are used for flexible electrode. One is one-dimensional, that is fiber or thread and another is different kind of fabric so it depends like the fiber has less uh, surface area uh, fiber has higher surface area but it cannot cover large area application so they are mostly used as interconnect materials like a um, connecting two devices or like a wire but on the other hand uh, fabric can be used for a large area application like covering a large part of the body uh, so these two structures are used depending on the requirement and depending on the applications so fiber if fiber is used then the fiber is very lightweight and it can uh, be used in a very used in a very complicated shape and uh, there are some work going on developing the functionality on the fiber materials uh, but, but on, for example a supercapacitor or antenna but uh, 
Integrating electractive materials on the fiber surface is complicated than its counterpart, the 2D fabric materials, because the fiber surface is very small and depositing different materials uniformly on the fiber is really challenging. But on the other hand, uh, the fabric like oven and knitted fabric structure, they are more easier to be functionalized with the conductive materials and they're they're used for different kind of sensing electromagnetic shielding or thermotherapy etc okay i guess in terms of materials then um what ones are being used for flexible electrodes and are there ones that sort of exhibit better electromechanical performance and stability for smart textiles so like uh, as uh, as i mentioned like there are different kinds of materials and some materials are uh, recently developed they are being explored as well so in in a broader sense like the materials are grouped uh, uh, together like uh, for example intrinsically conducted polymers so uh, mm, these polymers uh, are highly conductive and they can be used in roll-to-roll manufacturing uh, so and any other conventional manufacturing process like coating or printing and some example are like polyaniline polypyrrole or most popularly used uh, polyethylene dioxithiophen uh, alternatively known as PDOT so these are like a group of conjugated polymer but uh, beside this, there are different kinds of uh, nanoparticle from different types of metal, for example, silver, gold, copper, and also there are nano oils. So they are deposited on the textile materials using different kind of advanced uh, deposition technique. They can be coated as well. So the problem with these materials like especially the gold or um, copper like they have a different processing method than the textile manufacturing process so if you want to think like uh, the cost and a long-term application then you want you don't want to add cost during the manufacturing process you want to use the existing process so uh, beside this uh, different kind of carbonaceous uh, materials like carbon black, graphene, carbon nanotube, and uh, metal carbide or nitride, also known as maxine. They're they're like it's a new material developed in the last decade, so they are being extensively used these days, because some of them has very good compatibility with textile materials. Uh, besides, they are uh, excellent electrical conductivity. So all depends on like uh, their preparation process and the structure of the substrate so these are um, used uh, based on the requirement their end application so you mentioned a few interesting materials there especially sort of mexines and graphene so do you are these currently being used sort of commercially to produce flexible electrodes between mexine and graphene i think uh, graphene is uh, like pretty mature materials compared to mexine because mexine was uh developed just last decade but uh, you know graphene is was in the market for a while and different uh scalable manufacturing process was developed so i would say maxine already exp- 
sorry uh, graphene was already explored in different kind of uh, application so uh, the, both of them have some of their unique characteristics uh, for example the uh, electromechanical performance uh, of the materials uh, uh, but it depends on the user case scenario uh, but uh, in general like using highly conductive materials produce uh, highly conduct uh, conductive electrode it's a very common uh, rose so uh, if the electrode are used uh, only as interconnects and does not require further hand handling then it's better to choose the best conductive materials so uh, maxine has different kind of variations like you can tune their chemical structure and uh, as a result their electrical conductivity changes so if you want to make a highly conductive interconnects, maybe you can use uh, Maxine or you may use some hybrid materials like combining both uh, or sometimes some metal nanoparticular also added to increase their electrical conductivity. But uh, if the electrode are required further processing uh, and subjected to environmental condition, then it is it is very critical to choose appropriate materials because some materials shows very high electrical conductivity but their adhesion and their um, bonding with the textile material textile substrate might not be strong so when it comes in contact with like a sweat or water then it may the performance may degrade and sometimes um, uh, during washing it completely be gone so you, you you want to be actually very careful uh, depending on the as as i mentioned like uh, the application dictates the material choice like most of the conductive materials show some conductivity with the textiles but uh, where you want to use it and um, how you want to use it that um, defines like what kind of materials is more uh, um, suitable so for example like uh, if your if you are making a garments uh, using a conductive material say graphene or a maxine then it should be able to raise the twisting stressing and bending which is a very common process but if the coating is very steep on the surface and it's loosely attached to the materials then during this process some materials will be fall off from the surface and at the end you'll have a poor performance after some times. So I'd, I'd not say like with uh, uh, graphene or maxine, uh, like uh, perform better than other, but I would say depending on the user case scenario, you have to be uh, very clever to use the materials and apply them on the textile substrate. Uh, uh, and then you can optimize the performance and get better functionality out of this. So another sort of um, factor that comes into play, I guess, is sustainability, because that's quite a big topic for the smart textiles industry. So when you're sort of thinking about that, are there any materials that are maybe better to use that are a bit more sustainable than others? Uh, so like as using uh, uh, P.PSS and some graphene and Maxine, so uh, a big part of this materials like uh, using this materials like um, how long the materials can sustain and how long their performance is intact like is not degraded over time 
So I see like uh, the graphene has very good, um, very good addition to the natural fiber, natural textile, especially cotton. Uh, but when you want to use that with some other synthetic materials, maybe you need to do some surface modification or some cross-linking. And same goes for the maxine. Like uh, uh, maxine has direct uh, reactivity with the cotton because there's uh, chemical structure. But the problem is like if you don't uh, use any binder, then it will it will go it will it will be gone so you need to find an appropriate binder so that um, it stick with the materials and uh, you get a better performance out of this so it's same for the p.pss like that that is another uh, popular uh, chemical used for flexible electrode especially with textiles so uh, like some uh, process shows that it is stable and sustainable for maybe five or ten washing but when a binder is used that can be extended up to 40 to 50 washing cycles so at the, at the similarly like it goes for uh, all other processes like mechanical performance so the better the reactivity and better the bonding between the substrate and the active materials it will be very stable and it can be uh, more sustainable. So in terms of application areas, what are flexible electrodes being used in at the moment? So the application actually is very wide, like uh, hundreds of application being explored. So, uh, but if if you want to be specific, then I would say sports and healthcare are the dominant. Uh, for the flexible electrode because this market is pretty huge so a, most of the commercial focus like different kinds of company are focusing mainly on developing some uh, flexible electrode materials for application in sports rehabilitation or healthcare monitoring and yeah there are some other uh, application like it could be used in thermotherapy or electromagnetic shielding uh, so different focus uh, and some other new application like cell-powered uh, sensor, uh, they're emerging over time. So I guess to sort of finish off with, um, what challenges still exist, I guess, for the development and commercialization of this kind of technology? So uh, the challenges are actually multifaceted. Like uh, there are like in the market, there are already some product, for example, Hexoskin and Mayant, the two major companies who are developing uh, smart shirt or undergarments uh, to commercially monitor the uh, biophysical data such as ECG or heart rate. So the problem is like uh, these are the com- these are the company they are using some uh, conductive materials and using some kind of a textile uh, form to monitor this data but this data is questionable in some in sen- in a sense like if they are usable for clinical setting like if they are reliable for uh, clinical diagnosis so still there are a lot of work going on and improvement uh, uh, is going on to see like how reliable this data, especially when it comes about the biopotential or different kinds of health information. But for the entertainment and communication, you see it's it, it advanced uh, uh, like some uh, 
uh, smart chat for music and some uh, some other um, human machine interaction so they are just coming up and advancement are going on but you know as i mentioned the reliability and their uh, clinical approval is very important but beside this the stability like uh, uh, as i discussed like uh, their environmental stability or their uh, mechanical stability is very critical uh, and the uh, most of the time the performance of the materials degrades over time so it's important to make sure that uh, the performance from the development and until the life cycle of the product is similar so it's 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 very important to maintain that and another issue is the cost, like which is a big barrier for the development of this field. Like uh, compared to a, a regular T-shirt, a smart T-shirt could cost three to twenty times. Uh, so, which is a big challenge. And uh, technologically, there is another challenge like um, device compatibility. So, when uh, we are talking about a flexible electrode. Uh, but we want to interface that with some other uh, devices, for example, data transfer or power, powering these devices. So that there are progress on like the flexible electrodes uh, developed significantly compared to those devices, especially power transferring, uh, powering these devices or data transferring, because there is not enough progress in uh, powering these devices. Like the power devices are mostly rigid. Uh, so if you are connecting the flexible electrode with rigid power sources or a data transfer devices, then the goal of a uh, textile-based devices or skin-friendly device is not met. Like you have a rigid uh, power system and you have a rigid uh, device to transfer the data, but you just have a flexible electrode. So this is a huge mismatch between this between the technology. So I think huge improvement and research is required to develop a highly flexible power sources and data transmission devices. Uh, and then the importance and their practical application of this field will be realized completely. And I think that would be more commercially successful. Thanks. I mean, it sounds like there's been a lot of interesting progress for flexible textile electrodes. Um, so thank you very much for chatting with me today and letting us know about you, more about your research. Uh, thank you, Chiu. Like, uh, I had the chance to share that. And yeah, definitely it's an interesting field and hope in next decade we'll see a lot of progress.